Kind of humid out there today, and uh, I was going to wear shorts, but then unfortunately my shorts. Um, I, we would take you should one should wash them once in a while, you know. I didn't have good pair of shorts to wear, so I had to wear jeans in. But that's okay. Uh, it'll teach me to do my laundry more often. Now the days have gotten nice, you know. I hardly be. I don't like being inside. <laughs> I want to be outside, and so for, hopefully you are too. When you're out sitting on the lake, pontooning, singing to the song, pontoon. So, uh, and I'll be here. So answer any of your questions so you can give a holler. It's just me and Carly today. So we're holding down the fort down here at the studio. Yes, we are. Yes, yes, yes. And so we made it another week. That's things all good. Um, got, uh, some weed whipping done, got some grass cutting done, working on my gardens. Um, now that I got more time, <laughs> yeah. you know, you get to be more picky, you know, things that you always wanted to do. Yeah. And then I come in the house and go. Yeah, I'll get to it. <laughs> You're like, I just did a lot of work. <laughs> I'm so proud of my outside, but my inside could be a little bit better. Today's my husband's Will's birthday. Happy birthday to him. Yes. Happy birthday. He doesn't like birthdays. So. My little sister's birthday was yesterday. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Good people. Good people. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, he's one of these people that don't just like, yeah, leave it at, you know, just drop it. <laughs> Not me. I want to celebrate. It's time for a party. I every year's a gift. Every day's a gift. I'm happy and hence there's many people that have not made it to the birthday. And so that's why I take pride and happiness at every time I get to one of my birthdays. So hopefully you do too with that. You know, and if people want to celebrate your birthday, you know, and bake you a cake or take you out, come on, folks. Put your big girl panties on it. Do it. Yeah, just let them. There you go. There you go. Maybe it brings them more joy than it does you. <laughs> Can't hurt anybody, right? You know, and everybody loves, uh, if you could, I don't even care, you could talk to the orneriest person this side of the Pecos, okay? Yeah. And if you give them a balloon, it that makes them smile. Oh, yeah. Balloons makes everybody smile. Balloons are fabulous. Yeah. I always wanted to own a balloon shop, you know, where people would call and say, hey, so-and-so's having a bad day. Yeah. And I would just drop off balloons for them just to... Oh, that would be lovely. Yeah. You know, where it's not at Ryan Marie, that's when, you know, getting flowers or anything. Yeah. It's not for your birthday or a special day. It's just because. It is what it is. It is. Yeah. I know it. I know it. Adeline's driving us all crazy. Yeah. (laughs) You know, she was a year a couple weeks ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Time flew, hasn't it? It did, yeah. Yeah, and she just terrorizes poor Gilligan. She'll just hide around the corner and Gilligan will be following me and she'll just pop out and away they go. Oh, And so, I mean, they really, they play pretty. They get, I have to play referee once in a while. They get a little bit uh, uh, overly, yeah. you know, I, I'm, you know, Gilligan they get weighs a 10 aggressive. pounds and she's probably yeah. maybe about six pounds, but yeah, they just get a little too carried away and worry somebody's going to get hurt, you know? Yeah. Cause she's got her claws, you got right. her teeth, you know, yeah. the wrong claw and the wrong tooth is the wrong place and good gravy, somebody can get hurt. So. Right. Yeah. The way it goes. So anyway, so hopefully that you are, uh, do you barbecue on Memorial Weekend? Um, My parents do. Oh, do they? What are we, yeah. what are, what are we having? <laughs> so um, they grilled um, some chicken. Right. And then yesterday, we kind of did a two-day thing because of my little sister. Okay. Um, And then yesterday they did like hamburg- like slider hamburgers. Oh, nice. Um, And then they both days, um, my mom cooked ribs. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I want like, to do ribs. Yeah, they're so good. Like, does she do a rub on them? Well, um, sh- she does like just the olive oil and salt and pepper. Oh, okay. Um, just because I, I'm, I think she does this for me. Quite honestly, I'm not a big barbecue fan. Okay. So, 
I don't know. Just every time I've had ribs, it's just been smothered in sauce. And mm-hmm. I have just like, I, I get like sick. Like it okay. makes me not feel well. So okay. she likes to stick with like the dry kind of rubs. Okay, yep. Um, and then she'll have, you know, barbecue on the side if you yeah. need it. You and know? really, yeah. that's what it's supposed to be then, yeah. technically. And that's what I learned last year. Oh, really? my birthday, yeah. Oh. Um, well, it was two years ago. I learned about ribs. And that the ones that I truly enjoy are the ones that are rubbed, you know, in some kind yeah. of rub. Yeah. And then if you want to put sauce on, then there's different sauces that you can di- dip, yeah. you know, the, the rib in yeah. type thing. But no, just to do it, it you season them with the draw. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Elizabeth. Uh, Reese, you know, her dad, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I did her dad's recipe and that was very, very good. Yeah. I, I basically it. do it in the oven for a long time. I like at what, two and a quarter, I think for like five hours. And then you put them on the grill, a charcoal grill Oh yeah, for about 20 minutes to a half hour. Yeah. So after you, you know, you do the rub and, you know, and then you cook them in the oven, then you put them on the grill. Yeah. So my mom does it 275 for four hours. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Cool. So, but they just like. They're all, I always am amazed because it's just like they just fall off. Yes, they just fall off, and I'm just That's like, the way, yeah, oh, you know, yeah, you don't. This want is it. delicious. You just want to have them be able to slide down. You know, they just melt in your mouth. That's yeah, what you want. exactly. <laughs> you don't want to have to like gnaw at the bone to right. get the meat off. Exactly. Yeah. Oh well. Hopefully, you guys got questions. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. And hopefully you're staying above water here. Maybe you're out playing in water. I know the neighbors, they, uh, the vet's camp up in Marina on St. Croix. Uh, some of the neighbors have got a trailer up there, and so they went up there to, to hang out. But So, yeah, give a holler, 651-641-1071. And now last week we were talking about um, getting rid of gnats. Repelling gnats. Okay, here's a get your piece of paper and a pencil. Remember, you can get this off my podcast. You can go to mytalk1071.com, go to the KDK9 show page, and you can get this off all the, all the shows here in my talk, our podcast. So you can go and listen to all of us at any time. All right, okay, for a, uh, a vanilla gnat repellent, you want a half a teaspoon of vanilla extract, a half a teaspoon of water, and then cotton balls. And then what you're going to do is uh, stir it well. And then to get the interior, uh, both, you know, so that it's blended nicely, dip the cotton ball into the uh, vanilla solution and apply the repellent to your exposed parts of your skin. All right. Okay. Keep in mind that there are some people that are allergic to the high concentration of vanilla. So you better you know, test it first. Okay. You can also use uh, uh, eucalyptus oil. Okay, a bug spray for gnats is a half a cup of distilled white vinegar, half a cup of distilled water, 10 drops eucalyptus oil, 5 drops rosemary oil, 5 drops geranium oil. All right, so you can do that. Uh, put that in a sprayer, shake it up, and spritz it. Now, remember, you just a little dab will do you. Don't be like, you know, covering yourself, all right? But those are uh, some that you can, and also, too, like I mentioned last week, for the, uh, if your dog or your horse are getting bit by flies or gnats, like in the chest or on the tips of the ears, put a bit of Vaseline on it. And that's now with the gnats, when they try to go chew, they kind of get clogged <laughs> and they die. <laughs> okay. So that will help you with that. Okay. Okay. 651-641-1071. Where are we at? Um, we can start with a call if okay. you'd like. Why don't we do that? All right. We're going to go to Cheryl. Cheryl has a question about two German shepherds um, and just she she wants to know how to um, just do like basic commands with them. Okay. Like stop barking and all that fun jazz. Okay. Hey, Cheryl, how you doing? 
Hi, Katie. Thanks for taking my call. Well, thanks for calling. So are, are these shepherds the same age as littermates or what? Yes, they're okay. littermates. And how old? They are 21 months old. Okay. Is he 21? Okay, so that's almost two. I had to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what's going on or not going on? Well, it's difficult to train two at the same time. They have totally different personalities, mm-hmm. and um, they have long leashes in their backyard, so they're able to play in the backyard together on their leashes. Mm-hmm. And whenever they see uh, a person walking down the street or a squirrel or a rabbit, they just go crazy and won't quit barking. Okay. Okay, so do you have a fenced-in yard, or what's, what are you doing? No, no fence. Okay. okay. Uh, they have 40-foot leashes. Okay. Or tie-outs, I guess they oh, are. Oh, okay, you're tying out. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, well, first of all, when they were young, when you first got them, did they spend all their time together? Did you work on having them bond to humans instead of themselves? Um, well, I got the male when he was about 10 weeks old. And my son had the female until she was about, about four months old. All right. Um, and we've had them ever since. So they've. They've bonded. Um, we bonded. Okay. Yeah, because a lot of times what happens is they bond to each other and for primary and the human secondary. If they uh, spend too much time as pups, it's just like if a person uh, gets a puppy and they have an existing dog. If they don't pay attention, the pup bonds uh, to the existing dog and not to the humans in the in the house. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's different because the big thing is you got to remember one dog's a dog, two dogs is a pack. All right. The pack right. mentality comes in as far as, you know, going after rabbits or whatever type thing. And the thing is, to, the only way you can work the dogs out is separately where one's in a kennel and you take one and you, you take one out to go to work with them and then vice versa. Bring that one in. And so your goal is that you can work them together. But at the beginning stages, they have to be worked separate. So they concentrate on you and not each other. All right. Mm-hmm. OK. Mm-hmm. So can you hold on? we got to run the break and then we'll come back and discuss your shepherds. How's that sound? Sure. Okay. Okay. Now, obviously, because it's Memorial Weekend, we're going to do Memorial Trivia. So here's the first one. Why was May 30th chosen as the original day to celebrate Memorial Day? Okay. A, it's marked, it's it's marked the start of the Civil War. It's marked the end of the Civil War. It was the day of the first Civil War casualty, uh, or there was no significant battles on that day in history. Which one? Why did they pick May 30th? We'll be back. Thank you for tuning in to the KDK9 show. It must be Sunday and it must be after four because I'm here from four to six on my talk1071.com. Check out my show page and you can check out my Facebook page there, my website. Uh, there's all kinds of things if you go to my talk1071. They've got dot com. Okay. Why was May 30th chosen as the original day to celebrate Memorial Day? Was it because it was marked the start of the Civil War? It marked the end of the Civil War? It marked the la- the first casualty of the Civil War? There were no significant battles on that day in history. Which one? Uh, I want to say there were no significant battles. Ding, 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 Really? Ding. Woo! Yep, that's Look it. at that. No significant battles on that day in history. Yeah. That's why May 30th was originally chosen. Awesome. There you go. Cool. Now you know. First trivia question for Memorial Day weekend. Check, Check that, that off one. as a yeah. win. Check. No. Yeah. All right. I'm going to keep tally one, there one of these days. There you go. Here you go. All right. Let's go back to Cheryl. Two Sherman Shepherds. There are almost two here. Okay. So now, so the, the big thing, see, when you tie a dog out, 
that is a frustration level for many dogs, all right? Because it's like if I tied you, put you in a 10 by 10 room, put a collar on you, and I tied you to the corner, you still can go in each corner of the room in a way. But just the feeling that you cannot step that one step further, is it could be very frustrating. And many dogs, and German Shepherds are, they are so smart. And if you don't use their, um, you know, their noodle, then they're going to use it against things that they, you know, they're going to find their own fun and blow you, you know, blow you off. So it's really important that you mentally stimulate these dogs not just he'll sit down stay calm and all that you know i mean doing brain teaser games doing tricks uh you know just in each dog is going to have a different personality as far as what they like to do and how to get one to do it is this way and how to get the other one to do it that way have you done any training whatsoever i took the male through puppy obedience training um when he was about four or five months old all right um other than that no okay yeah because you need to be going on separate walks where they're doing heel you know they walk yeah. with you and then eventually you can get them to walk tandem without being pulled down the street uh, do you use any kind of training collar i do i have the the one with the spike okay the pinch collar okay now how do you fit yeah. it Pardon me. Okay, the, there's there's uh, uh, I use the pinch collars also in my classes, but I fit them totally different than what they show you online and what most trainers do. I, when I in my book, when the dog is paying attention and he's thinking, there should be no collar pressure whatsoever, and so that's why I fix all, fit all my pinch collars so they slide over the head and they slide off, so that when the dog is walking and paying attention and you're not controlling them or steering them with the leash, they are truly thinking. There is no collar pressure, and it kind of Hangs like a little bit of a necklace where you can, you know, put your two fingers between the neck of the dog mm-hmm. and, and the and the, uh, sure. the 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 neck. Okay, and then right. I don't like using the small pinch. You know, they come in those micro things and such. I use the three point two zero three point two mm's. I use a Herm Springer collar. And so, uh, and like I said, and I fit them so they slide over and slide off. So then now when they when you're taking them for a walk, how do they w- react with that? Okay. Um, well. First of all, it was recommended to me by Total Recall. That's where I got him mm-hmm. um, his obedience training when he mm-hmm. was a puppy. Um, so that's I use that only when I'm bringing them for a walk, trying to keep them under control, and I only walk them separately because I can't good can't handle them of both course. at one time yep. anyway. Not at this point, yeah. Um, and I I just do kind of a a tug, you know, no, come sit. Um, that type of thing as I'm walking them. Mm-hmm. Um, I will give them treats when they get home if they were doing really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just seems like whenever there's any type of distraction at all, they just go crazy. Okay, yeah, because they're a pack. Yep, they're a pack. You know, one dog's a dog, two dogs is a pack. One, bar- bar- you know, barks that the other one's going to join and say, hey, let's go get them. All <laughs> right? It's pack mentality. You walking them separately? Yep. Yep. No, it has nothing to do with that. You know, when they're together, they are a pack. Whether they are, they're a pack in your living room, a pack in your backyard, or a pack walking, going for a walk. Okay? And okay. it tells me, though, that they don't have much respect for you, you know, if you can't call them back. All right? If you can't okay. call them off, you know, like, hey, 
That's enough. Don't even think it. And then they, fine, mom, never mind. I don't know what we were thinking. And so that's why you've got to build that. It's, I mean, respect is earned and trust is earned. You can't bribe it and you can't command it or command it. And so by doing more, like let's say start doing downstays um, across the room, one at a time, one's in a kennel, you're doing it. You eventually want to be able to go out of sight. Eventually you want to be able to walk around your house and come back. And that dog is right where you left him. You know, when you go through doorways, uh, they have to wait. You go through first and... And then when you ask, you allow them to come through like, let's go. The whole thing is to get the dogs looking to you for direction. And so um, I would start trying to reestablish your, you know, your, uh, your, your place in the pack that they look to you for direction as far as like, say, whether you want to do obedience work at home, you know, he'll sit down, stay. But there again, shepherds are so smart. They, Mm -hmm. they, uh, they don't like redundancy if you keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And that's why you've got to be really good at changing things up. Like, let's say you're going out for a walk. You're on a sidewalk. You stop. You say, stay. You go uh, backwards. And uh, so that you, you know, now uh, you're looking at the butt of the dog and you're at the leash length at the end. Then you come back up, ask him for a down. Very nice. Then ask him for a sit and then continue walking. And then do zigzags, do about turns, U-turns. You know, the whole thing is to keep the dog looking to you for direction. And then, like I say, that brain teaser book uh, by Soderman, S-O-N-D-E-R-M-A-N-N, that is perfect for shepherds because it really, they, they, uh, they have different levels to each thing. And so when they master the first one, then you can amp it up and then you can amp it up. So you really keep the shepherd's brains working and you keep them interested. Because usually okay. when they start becoming buttheads is because... They just like, I, do you got something else? I'm really bored. I already know that. <laughs> okay. So that's why it's important that, especially not even, you, you took two of them, is that, you know, you've got to really make their brains work. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing that you want to do is maybe put one in a downstay, put a chair out about, you know, maybe 10 feet apart, you know, from that dog, and do a figure eight around the dog and then around the chair and the dog and the feet. Now you switch dogs, put the one dog down in a down stay and do a figure eight, you know, around the use, use them in part of what you're trying to work with. But then you can't, obviously you can't do that until the dog has got a down solid stay. You know, where when you say, say that dog doesn't move. If I come through with, you know, T-bone steaks hanging off my belt, they just look, but they don't react. <laughs> okay. Okay. And so that's why what you got to do is you got to build uh, you know, their brain. You got to start input, imp, name their toys. Just don't say get a toy or get the ball. And, uh, and don't be a pitcher where you just sit there and pitch and pitch and pitch and pitch and pitch at the, you know, things for them to go get because you're thinking you're wearing them down. All you're doing is building an, um, an athlete. Whereas what used to half out, take a half hour, then it takes an hour, then it takes two hours to tucker them out. And then, uh, the, unfortunately too, then more pups start becoming ball obsessive. If you bring out a ball, the whole world stops. They can't think of anything other than that dang ball. And so that's caused by people over-pitching, over-pitching, over-pitching. So when I play ball with the dogs, is you throw it once and stop, twice and stop. No, don't pitch it more than three times. And then you go on to something else because you want the dog to look for you to direction and do not want to c- create a compulsive okay. disorder. Okay. But okay. that's why I would get, you got to, you got to start using that and then like fit the training collar so that when you take the dog for a walk, the hook of the leash should be resting on the back of the dog or along the shoulder and that and the shoulder should be even with your left leg and that you don't even have and if it looks like he's going to step out of place like oh he's obviously sees another dog or a rabbit you can get his head ah, 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 leave it 
ah, leave it. And he's going to step back and go, never mind. Don't know what I was thinking there for a second. <laughs> you know, so you just okay. get them to look to you for direction because shepherds are so cool to train. That's uh, kind of my dog of choice. And I've had many of them through the years. And so that's why, like I say, but they are your worst enemy if you don't use their brain. Right. Okay. Okay. Okay, so like, well, things can open up, you know, you might want to start getting into some classes. You know, yeah, you pick, I know. pick out the one that, yeah, I, uh, you know, pick out the one. You can check my schedule out, you know, at Katie Canine. Um, I just, I got a couple things going, but the, the thing is, is that you just got to, uh, you know, it's going to be a while. My guess will probably be to fall that when most classes are, you know, like weekly classes will open up. Okay. And so, because like I say, everything is still kind of up in arms, you know, we got to hit a new beat here. So, but, but you can wind up getting more help in between. Okay. Okay. Start, well, but get that, with- yeah, get that brain teaser book and then start teaching tricks too, but use the brain. Okay. Or go to a, a kid's uh, playground with one of them and teach them how to jump over things. Uh, you know, just have some fun with the dogs and teach them words. Okay. 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 Have a good one. Take care. Thank Thanks you for the call. Much. You bet. Bye-bye. Okay, in what year did Memorial Day become legal? All right, that would be me. Hopefully you're enjoying your Memorial Weekend, and you got to remember what Memorial Day is all about. Okay, it used to be called Decoration Day, okay, and then uh, they changed it to uh, Memorial Day. And so it is a legal federal holiday, And but what year did it become a legal holiday? In 1865, 1860, 1868, 1942, or 1971. What do you think? Uh, 18, no, nine, um, the third one. 1942? Sure. Okay. Nope. 1971. Dang. <laughs> close. So close. At least you're in the 1900s. I know. I was like, eh, no, not 18. Uh. No kidding. Yep. And, and see, uh, Although it sounds like, you know, when you hear about Memorial Day, it sounds like it's been going on for forever. literally yeah. forever. It started in New York. Oh, they were the well, first state yeah. to, to that, make this. And then it just kind of. I can kind of see yep, that. Yep, yeah. Yep. Okay, then. Yep. It designated de- the first de- designated decoration day as an official holiday was in New York. Oh. In 1970. Look at that. There you go. I know. And so my grandma and grandpa used to take us. You know, there are five of us kids, and every Memorial Day, one of us got to go with, because uh, Grandma and Grandpa were big on decorating graves. Oh, yeah. And they would always uh, bring uh, lilacs. Oh. So the car would smell like lilacs. It would just be it doused just, oh, in lilacs. It, was, it yeah. was just great. Then, all, when, then we'd get to, uh, go to Fort Snelling mm-hmm. for their uh, uh, big tata there. Yeah, right. And then uh, we went, uh, cemetery happened, and then we went out to lunch. Oh, well, we, that sounds like a very productive but, day. Well, it was. It was very nice. Yeah. And so... But I thought it was really bad that they didn't get to put, uh, the scouts did not get to put the flags on each, on the graves this year. Out oh, at the cemetery. Yeah. I thought that was kind of not nice. I mean, yeah, right? but I don't know. It is what yeah. it is. It is. It's yeah, very there's interesting. so much that is what it is. <laughs> it is so. Oh, anyway, yeah. give a holler, guys. 651 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. You got a question about your dad or your dad? Your dad. <laughs> your dad. Well, oh, I, I didn't help. know Maybe we were not. doing those. No, I only do cats, dogs, and an occasional grasshopper. Okay. Grasshopper. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So 651-641-1071. Call in your question. Who's up next? Um, we're going to go to Amanda. And Amanda has a question about her dog that is eating her hostas. Alrighty then. Yeah. Hi, Amanda. How you doing? Hi. Good, Katie. Thanks. How are you? Good, good. What kind of pupper do you got? 
Um, I have a Old English Bulldog Staffordshire Terrier and a um, Blue Nose Pitbull. Okay, sounds good. Fenced in yard, I'm gathering? Yes. Okay. And so um, now, uh, is, it, have they, is this the first year they've done it? Have they always done this? What's No, this is the first year. I've always had hostas. But I've been, you know, slowly collecting hostas from friends and whatnot over the years. And so I don't know. There was one particular area that one of the dogs kept going to. And I thought it was maybe because the person I got the hostas from uses manure Uh, in their soil. But then now they've moved on to a whole nother completely different part of my yard that doesn't have any of them. Okay. Uh, well, no. okay, a couple of things. Number one, what else do they have to do other than dig? Do you have a kiddie pool out for them to play in? Um, Not right now. I mean, we do usually, but I haven't got it out yet. But, okay. I mean, they have lots of toys out here. We do a lot of fetching and stuff like that. They love to chew on their sticks. And- okay, yeah, but I'd get it, get the kiddie pools out uh, because you, what you're doing is digging is usually either they smell something intriguing or it's an energy release. You know, it's like I'm bored out of my gourd. Oh, boy, this smells cool. Let's go. All right. Uh, otherwise, you can just, um, you know, you can get an e-collar and they get, to, you know, we can create a peri- perimeter, you know, like the underground fencing so they can't go uh-huh. beyond. So that's the, that's the other thing that you can do. You know, otherwise, uh, you fence off an area in your fenced off area that the dog can only be in when you're not in the yard. But then when you're in the yard, then they could be in the total yard because then you can control the situation. You know, if he goes, uh, if they go towards an area that, ah, ah, get back here. Come on, come on, get back here. But I, what I would do is I'd get the kiddie pool, you know, out. And so they've got something else to do. Because even though the toys are there, the toys are there for you and the dog, okay? It's uh-huh. very seldom that you'll see the dogs play with them. Maybe, a, you know, a little smidgen here and a little smidgen there. But usually what happens as far as fun dog to dog or by themselves is either digging or it is playing in the pool, you know, and you throw some toys in there. So they got some stuff in there, their floaters, sinkers, things like that. But that's what mm-hmm. I would do. Okay. So otherwise, uh, otherwise use the underground fencing. To, if you're starting, you know, like you have nice hosta beds that, you know, you train them on that because that's about the only thing they could do when you're not there. All right. Yeah, I think I might have to try something like that out because I've tried the sprays, the organic sprays, but mm-hmm. they still just keep no. eating them. And- yeah. Yeah, no, no, I know it, but no, that's what it is. It's fun, you know. It's 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 and and they're they sound like the, you know they've got their high energy dogs, and yes. so it's kind of like okay, now what? Okay, now what? Now what? You know, so just try to get more creative, you know, so that there is different things for them to do. You know, go get a, a tire and then um, you know prop it up so they can run through it and stuff. You know, go back and forth through it. Usually, though, the be- best is to have a couple kiddie pools because that usually is a huge saver because it never want to keep them. Cool so then that's and it's an energy release and you put it in a part of your yard so that it doesn't it doesn't get all muddy muddy you know and rip up the yard you know type thing yeah you know type but okay. otherwise but yeah just kind of think of different stuff and i'm sure you go online or something like that is you know ideas for a, a dog yard <laughs> you know so that you can make and have fun things you know like uh that dogs love to jump on top of things you know get you a bit take a uh 
build a box, you know, out of wood so they can jump on top and lay on top. And then they also can use it kind of like a doghouse, too. But it's something yeah. fun to do. You know, that's the whole thing. Give them things just like two legged kids. You know, you could have every toy known to man in the backyard, but you put up a, a play set where they got different things to go do. That's going to pique their interest and keep their interest, not just the toys. Okay. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. I'll give that a try. Okay, good luck. Start building. Okay. Thanks, <laughs> you bet. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah, start building. That's the big thing. Yeah, because you know people think, well, geez, I'll get all these toys, and the dogs, the toys are interactive between human and dogs. It's very seldom that you, every once in a while dogs will play tug of war, but usually it's keep away because it's just kind of like, yeah, this is mine. You're not going to have it, nana, nana, nu, nu. But for them to actually wear down and think, you know, you just use mental games that will help that, and you know, build like a. Uh, what do you want to call it? Like a playground, you know, for your dog in the backyard. Think, you know, think like a dog. What do they like to do? Do they like to jump on things, over things, in things? So, okay, who's up? All right, we're going to go to Jordan. Jordan has a question about um, what a good starter dog would okay. be. Okay. Yeah. Well, starter for what? <laughs> hey, Jordan, how you doing? Good, how are you, Katie? Good, good. What do you mean? What's your definition of a starter dog? Well, I want to get, I want to, get a dog i grew up with uh bulldogs okay um in my household and i knew i know how much of a pain they can be to train yeah them. <laughs> yeah um and basically i work a lot i work um about 55 hours a week or six days a week um and i want to get something i just bought a house um this last week actually oh congratulations i, I want to get some, something to uh i want to get a dog that's i want to get a, a little bit bigger dog um something that is can kind of work with uh, work with me a little bit, a little bit easier to train a little more. Um, like wants to like learn and that kind of stuff, rather than kind of uh, like I said, what I grew up with bulldogs that kind of just do their own thing, and that's kind of the way yeah. we roll. Okay, first so. of all, you don't want to get a puppy. Okay, yeah. you don't want a puppy. You want a secondhand dog, one at least I'd say two years or up. Uh, yeah. But then you know how big the dog is and who the dog is. But if you're gone 15 hours a day, then I'm hoping that you hire somebody that comes in the halftime and takes care of the dog because that's entirely too long to leave any dog. Oh, um, I, I don't work. I work. Uh, I work 55 hours a week, but I I, I work usually um, usually eight to nine hour of work. Okay. No longer than that. Okay, okay. Because, yeah, because you just got to, you know, uh, uh, there again, a bored dog is a destructive dog, yeah. you know, and if the, there's not a human around and you, you don't expect it, you know, I ha you know, eight hours a dog can make in a kennel if you have a good-sized kennel, you know, you're not scrunching them, mm -hmm. you know, type thing. But, but, but basically what you're just looking for, everybody has a look of a dog they like. And then, mm -hmm. uh, so that's what the best thing to do is, like, go on PetFinder.com, go on a lot of the rescue groups, you know, like WarriorDogs.org, uh, Coco's Heart dot org, um, uh, Second Chance Rescue dot org, and go to them and just kind of go and see who they've got in the system, and just see if one of them kind of pings you. You know, you just need to you read the bios on them, and then go meet the dog. And now they're doing it different now, but you can still meet the dogs and just see if it's you know. If, but don't ever talk yourself into a dog, okay? And mm -hmm. then, like I say, if you get the older ones, they don't have so much as the shenanigans in them. Uh, 
102 years old, it's it just still, they still got puppy mush brain. Is they're kind of like, it's happening. Let's go. Let's move it. <laughs> okay. So that's why, like I say, there isn't a particular, uh, like I said, you know, obviously you don't want a breed that's a, you know, like a husky would not be out for you. Uh, you know, so you don't want a dog that is bred to work, work, because otherwise that dog is going to drive you nuts because you don't, you're not mentally working them enough. All right. Yeah. So that's why, yeah, just start going to, like I say, PetFinders.com. A lot of the smaller rescues use that uh, because they can't afford to, you know, have somebody maintain a website and such. So just kind of, you know, yeah, just kind of put the feelers out and just kind of see what you come across. There might be one that just pings you and you just got to meet them and it's going to all be right. Okay. 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 You betcha. Good luck. Take care, kiddo. Bye-bye. Yeah, that's, you know, uh, it's tough. And that's why, you know, so many people have gotten with this layoff that we've gotten, you know, uh, they've gotten dogs, but they're forgetting that when they go back to work, it's going to be kind of, you know, so that's why people, I can't tell you, stress it enough. Please, please start using the kennels. And even though you're in the house, you go to, let's say you're using one bedroom as an office, put the dog where you want them to be when you're gone. And then leave a radio on or a TV on and then start, you know, letting them sit there for start out with an hour. And build it two hours a day. And then eventually build it seven hours a day. And I never trust a dog under two alone in the house when I'm not there. Because they still can have the shenanigans. There are some personalities. And when they're a year and a half, they're more trust. But like I said, I, 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 I just I slowly give the dog freedom in the house. Because then I don't have the setbacks that if you just say open the cage and say, well, have at it. You're free now. And then all of a sudden you've got lots of trouble. Say that we got open lines. Give a call. 651-641-1071. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. Now you know uh, with uh, organic lawns by Lonseth, uh, Purdue University uh, published a study in two thousand thirteen, and they found that the lawn herbicide, you know, the chemicals, were detected in the urine of dogs in fourteen out of twenty five households before treatment. Okay, now after the lawn was treated, 19 out of 25 households uh, tested positive, okay, for chemicals. Yeah. And the thing is, what they, the the untreated ones, okay, yeah, uh, where they think what comes, you know, the people that, let's say you are organic, but everybody in your neighborhood isn't, (laughs) right, that the stuff drifts. Is what oh, it does. Okay? Yeah. Okay. And so that's why. That makes but, sense. But to be tested before treatment, fourteen out of twenty-five households, and then after treatment, nineteen out of twenty-five households. Um, and so the thing, the chemicals are commonly detected in the grass residues from treated lawns and from untreated lawns, suggesting that the chemicals drifted over and infected that area. And so that's why it's really important. Like you go to organic lawns by Lunseth and, you know, dot com and, and, you know, discuss this and try to get your neighborhood on it. We are the stewards of the land folks. We have to start doing it better. We've got to preserve our wildlife. You know, the angleworms and the ants depend on us not to do that kind of stuff. And then the birds eat the angleworms and the ants and then they're affected. And, you know, it's, we, it's, it's, it's all, we're all tied together. And if we aren't steward, say, I got a question for you, Carly. Oh, should I ask it when we come back? Yeah. How about you do that? How about I ask you the yeah, question yeah. when we get back? Okay. Okay. Let's see. What is the top Memorial Day weekend destination? New York, Orlando, Florida, Washington, D.C., or Philadelphia? Be back. All right. Thank you very much. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, did it? Oh, here we are. Okay. 
Uh, what is the top Memorial Day weekend destination? This is by AAA. AAA says, is it New York, Orlando, Florida? Uh, New York, New York, Orlando, Florida, Washington, D.C., or Philadelphia, Pennsylvania? Which uh, do you think that is? AAA I, says. I would think it would be Washington, D.C. Nope. nope. It's Orlando, it, Florida. It's Orlando? Yes. I don't know why. That's it's, so weird. Yeah, in, in May, I don't know why, but that's what I mean, AAA says. Okay, that. then. So I'm not going to argue with fine. that. Fine. 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 I don't believe it, but fine. Okay. Uh, okay. We're going to talk more about this. Uh, the Purdue uh, University studied. But, what did you need to okay, ask what me? What I wanted to ask you, have you seen our Avatar? Like the movie? Yeah. 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 Okay. I know. Okay. I'm I just wanted late. to make sure. Yeah, I was I'm like, very late to the party. The I, I've had it. I finally got it out of the $5 bin. <laughs> okay. And so I've had it and I know it's a long movie. It and is. So, it's yeah, a very long movie. So I started movie. watching yeah, yeah, yeah. it like again this morning. Yeah. <laughs> just because. But I had to turn it off. Uh, because at the end, you know, where they come in and they're started killing everybody. Oh yeah, I couldn't take that. Yeah, it was driving me upside down because of here's you know massive weapons against you know pitchforks right. basically. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, yeah, and so I couldn't. So I. I does it end well? Is it is there much of the movie left after that? Uh, <laughs> where they're in the you know they've taken down the big tree. Yeah, I mean, I I saw it like I mean, I've seen it multiple times, but okay. the last time I saw it was like a while ago. Oh, right. Okay. Um, I they, if I'm recalling correctly, I don't think there's a whole lot left after that. I think okay. maybe like twenty minutes. Oh, okay, okay. I couldn't I do know. it. I I, um, I I just it just made my heart sink. I feel how- like I was if I again if I remember correctly, I feel like I was very I was okay with the ending. Okay. If that, if you know, because it just you know, let's you know, because I I don't like if like, the big guys want yeah. something, yeah, they just tromp over whatever to get there, and yeah. they don't re- un- take the time to understand, right? And that it just broke my heart, you know, to see you know the dragons or whatever yeah, those were yeah, getting, exactly. and then the horses, and, and yeah, I'm like I can't do this, I can't do this, <laughs> and so I and so I, like I said, I asked my um, my nephew. I said, do you yeah. ever see an avatar? And then my nephew, my grandson. I, yeah. And anyway, and he says, well, no, not really. I'm like, oh, good. I'm not the only one. <laughs> but it just broke my heart. So I was just yeah. wondering if you could, do I stay, I just, I, I want to save my heart the ache of that. Okay. If it doesn't turn out well, I don't want to go down that road. <laughs> but here's so. what I think you need to do. I think regardless, I think you need to finish the movie. Oh, you know, I can't I, because I, with it's, all that devastation and all those people. just have Gilligan and Ethel with you. And then, you know, I'll have them sit on my eyes. So I, I was going to say, and then if you don't like a part, you just like hold them up. Yeah. Cause come on, they're both very little. Oh, so I know I'm very late and to the party. Ethel they're speaking of get, bringing out the next Avatar, and here I'm watching the first one. Yeah, you know? did Ethel get uh, her hair cut yet? No, well, I've been trimming a little here and a yeah. little there, but no, so, she see, still looks like a little hedgehog. So you don't even need Gilligan. You can yeah. just put Ethel oh, yeah, in front of you. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. He will, yeah, her puff now is like, it's be. My girlfriend, Debbie, has poodles, and she has a little, uh, and I said, well, you know, maybe we might need to bring that little nipper out. I know, yeah. Because it's getting it's getting ungodly long yeah. now. It's really bad news. So and Gilligan's doing okay. His fur is just getting denser. Yeah, but it's you know he's doing fine. He's not right. tangling up, but she's starting to tangle, and I can't keep on, on top of it. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. You guys got a question? Give holler six five one six four one one zero seven one. And who's up next? Um, we're gonna talk to Trisha. Trisha okay. just has a question about a dog park. Okay. Yeah. Ah, favorite subject. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, Teresa, how you doing? Or Trisha, sorry about that. Hi, Trisha. Hi there. Hi. Hey, um, okay, so here's the question. Six-month-old yellow lab puppy mm-hmm. who's been to training for a month, so she's really good, mm-hmm. um, except for when I take her to the dog park, if she, and I don't bring a chucker with me, you know, for the ball, mm-hmm. whoever has one, that's going to be her friend no matter what I do. Mm-hmm. So most of the time I have to put her back on her leash and get her out of the situation mm-hmm. because she will not listen. And at the time she listens, but she will not leave that poor person that has <laughs> So she's a ball obsessed, is she? She's so ball obsessed, it's crazy. Okay, what you're going to do now for the next four months, she's not playing with any more balls. You're going to find other things for her to go fetch, Okay. Because okay. you've got to get that compulsive. If she's only six months old and she's got that compulsive disorder already, you are in, that poor dog is in for hell the rest of her life. And so, oh, that, no. so that's why you've got to get get her off the ball fixation. All right. And okay. so that's why I have her pitch. Uh, you know, uh, and the, the the thing is, what I try to tell people that have got do- dogs that are you know compulsive disorder with them, is that uh, you uh, pitch it once sometimes and stop. Pitch it twice and stop. Three times. No more. Whatever you're throwing, you don't pitch it more than three times. You say you're done and you move on to something else. Maybe go for a little bit of a walk around the house. And then if you want to pitch it again, go for it. But keep, take breaks. Don't let them look at you like, okay, hurry up. Throw it again. Come on. Do it. Do it. Do it. Don't do that. All right? All right. Okay. Now, because, like I say, that is, uh, they at six months, and she's got this, that usually I don't see the disorder happen until about a year, year and a half. And so if, oh. she, if she's got it this early, yeah, this dog is like, is going to be is so mesmerized by the ball that life stops and and her life is only for that ball. Okay. What you already have noted, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so then also too, I'd stop going to the dog parks and start working on more of her obedience training, trick training, brain teaser training, and get her mind on other things. Just don't rely on the ball. You remember when you throw things for the dog to go get? All you're doing is physically working them and building an athlete. And so the thing is, and they lay down for about a half hour and they're ready to go do it again for another five hours. All right. And so, and then all the times that they go down and out, they race like a crazy, go down, slam on the brakes, pick it up, spin, power off and bring it back to you. And at six months, if they've been doing any amount of that, then the problem is, is that you're going to have a very arthritic dog by the time the joint's still at two years old. They're not going to seal right. And so that's why you've got to find mind games to work with. Is she going to be a hunter or what? Yes, yes. Okay, that's fine. But then fine, use her her nose skills instead of her running skills. You know, have her find wings of pheasants or wings of ducks and things like that. Go into the scent world instead of so much of the racing like a cannon, stopping on a dime, pivoting, and powering off to bring it back to you. All right? Okay. So that's what you want to do. Is start, you know, go, and I'm sure you can look on... YouTube or and in the internet or whatever, um, some uh, nose work games for a good hunting dogs. All right, okay. because the thing is, is they need to use their their wits and their instinct. Okay, to be a good right. hunting dog, and so that's what you want to work on. Don't work on racing her, you know, and trying to wear her down that way. No, get her thinking, and you're going to have a lot calmer dog and a lot steadier dog. So they just stay out of the dog parks. That gets you into trouble. She does. She gets so 
So she zeroes out when that ball comes out. So what you're going to do is find friends that you can go walks with and then maybe like do some like nose work and such things like that and do work on that end of it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she does. I mean, she does regular like two to three mile walks every morning. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then, you know, sometimes I think maybe she should go get to play with other dogs. But No, 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 no. That's you. That's be that's humans not <laughs> thinking like a dog, okay? They okay. gave up their four legged world to be a part of their two legged world. They're always yeah. looking to us to for direction. And sure you want your dog to have maybe a one play buddy or two play buddies that maybe are friends, neighbors, family. That so you can get together, they can play for a little bit and then and now it's time to put leashes on, everybody sit down, zen out for a little bit, don't over load it you know type thing so just but yeah just have a well-rounded dog okay okay sounds good thank you take care thank you so much greatly appreciate the call yeah that is uh that's crazy is what it is okay a national okay we'll be back 